born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live Welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries. Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment, but first, we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support. You may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. Got a few things I want to run by you. Two main things to try to keep in your mind when you pray is one that God uses whatever comes in your life to make you what you're supposed to be. And then you can ask him, do something special for you. I believe the biggest key before you ask him to do something for you, of course, is always to be thankful for what he has done. But letting him know that you're willing to be whatever he wants you to be. Get the attitude right first. So that God is free to use anything that he knows will produce the results in your life that he wants. And then see, God is free, and you're willing to accept it. And then you make your request known to the Lord. So that means you can ask God for whatever you want that will be fine-tuned for something that's greater than your own particular need. I want you to take your Bible and turn with me to a couple of scriptures, first of all. And this is found in the book of Philippians. We'll start there, first of all. The book of Philippians, in chapter 1. In Philippians, and I want you to look at this, in Philippians in chapter 1, I want you to see there in verse 20, where the Apostle Paul says, According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Now let me just mention this. Not being ashamed in anything in your life that you think, say, or do. Because the key is you want God to be magnified in your body, whether by life or death. So by life, life is not just a bed of ease. It's whatever life brings. In this old sinful world that we live in, there's all kind of things that are going to happen to us. There's going to be the financial problems and the health problems and the social problems and you name it, they're going to have them. And you're going to have a lot of hurts, a lot of grief, a lot of sorrow. But in the midst of all of those things, you still want the Lord to be magnified in your life. So whatever comes into your life is not so much as important as asking God to remove all the afflictions, as it is to help you be whatever God wants you to be in the midst of the affliction. So that you understand God may not always remove the affliction, the problems that we have. Haven't you noticed that you're always 
either going into a problem, you're in the midst of a problem, or you're coming out of a problem, and as soon as you get through, another one shows up. Seemed like there's just no end to it. That's life. But in the midst of this life, we're supposed to have this. Look in the last part of verse 20. But that with all boldness, as always, so now also, and you ought to underline, Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. So whatever it is that we go through, we want to magnify the Lord. Now let me mention this to you. When I had my surgery and I was in the hospital, I was asked to do this little video. And over 10,000 people saw that little video. I thought that is the way to preach all of my sermons. In the hospital, in my pajamas, with the little thing sitting there giving me IVs. Because maybe it, it worked on people's sympathy. They felt sorry for you. Don't you sometimes just want people to feel a little sorry for you? You know, you're going through a hard time and at least somebody pities me. But thousands and thousands of people said they were praying for me. Now, I could not see a prayer. <laughs> you say, you're going to pray for me. Can I see your prayer? And at the same time, I did not know about my arm going to be a problem, or my neck was going to be still that big of a problem, and that my throat was going to be such a problem. I didn't know that. But I sensed a multitude of people praying for me. And I thought, what if they hadn't have prayed how bad it would have been or could have been? So I'm thankful for all the people who prayed for me because in the midst of all of those prayers... I believe that it helped me without seeing a one of them, without hearing one of them. I was stronger in my attitude, spiritually speaking. So your prayer has to do something for you spiritually that's separated from you physically. If God doesn't change one thing for you physically or your circumstances in life, you spiritually can become stronger. You follow me? You don't have to get weaker. And you can accept things that you didn't think you could accept. I am just blown away that I've had a good attitude through this whole thing. Because I can see how a lot of people can really get bent out of shape and get mad and hurt and bitter, striking back and not serve God. And how many things you could say and what I've listened to over the years but I believe because of a multitude of people praying for me that I would be strong in the Lord and that I would just trust the Lord. And that's exactly what I've had to do. So in your own life, you may have to do the same. Now look in verse 21. For me to live is Christ unless I'm suffering, unless I'm hurting financially, unless my body isn't well, unless, and you've got all the other things you can throw in there. But there's no exemptions to this. There's no loopholes to this. This is so that Christ can be magnified. And for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in this flesh, in this body, this is what I can expect. As long as you're in this physical body that you have, this is what you can expect. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Problems, problems, and problems. And when you get out of one, you're going to have another one. And so the Best thing on how to use anything that happens to you is to realize this body belongs to the Lord. I'm just renting this house temporarily. I'm supposed to take the best care of it I can. 
Because whenever the house falls apart, you're going to have to move out. See how simple that is? And it's simple that God cannot hear and answer all of our requests the way we want, or nobody would ever get to heaven. We would pray that God would heal everybody, and then nobody would die. How old are you? 400 years old. We won't let him go. I think that um, we have to learn that there's some things about prayer we won't never understand. But now I want to show you just a couple other things here. Look in 2 Corinthians in chapter 1. 2 Corinthians in chapter 1. 2 Corinthians in chapter 1. The Bible refers to it as um, the God of all comfort and the Father of mercies. So you look there in uh, 2 Corinthians in chapter 1 where he says there in uh, verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Now, it's not that God solves all your problems. It's that God gives you comfort in the midst of your problems. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt because God didn't heal me. God didn't send me that check in the mail. And God didn't do this. And then you can begin to blame God and complain about the Lord. Because it's so easy to complain when you're hurting. Ain't it? When things aren't going right, it's so easy. And so you need spiritual strength. And so that's why you ask the Lord, Lord, comfort me in this hour. Help me to see things the way I should see from an eternal point of view. And then as he says here in verse 4, who comforteth us out of all of our tribulation. Is that what it said? In. Why don't God just remove the tribulation and he wouldn't have to comfort me? But he wants to comfort you. In the, that means somewhere along the line, you've got to put your confidence and your trust in the Lord. Uh, I know there's several people that's had cancer. Becky back there. God may not heal her. And that's just the facts of the matter. But I want her to be strong in the midst of it. Now, he may, but he may not. Some of you other may be sitting here and have cancer and don't even know it. Is that possible? Some of you are probably afraid to go to the doctor because you, have to, you get high blood pressure, you got diabetes, and um, you may not have long to live. When I was with Dr. Curtis Hudson, he found out he only had six months to live. And he had the, I mean, he, he looked at the epitome of health. He looked good. He looked great. He was eight years older than I was. But he died. But he didn't think it was going to happen to him because he was so healthy looking. And he was serving the Lord. And he loved the Lord. But it says in verse 5, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds by Christ in us. So you might get the one, but do you get the other? Do we always ask the Lord to remove our point of contention, the afflictions out of our life? Or do we want God to give us the strength and the grace that we might be able to bear it so that Christ can be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death? See, God doesn't say he's not going to let you die. And he didn't say he wasn't going to let us get sick. That we're not going to break any bones. Even if you go play golf without the preacher. Oh, you didn't break a bone. 
Not he, not yet. But so those things are in the Word of God, and it's important. Now look in Romans chapter 15. Romans in chapter 15. But one of the things you might pray for, and as you pray for other people, because I've been in the hospital, and the first thing they want to do is preach pray for me. I say, what do you want me to pray for? Pray that I get well. Says, Why? Why do you want to get well? If it's not to honor the Lord and glorify the Lord, why should I pray you get well? If you don't care about God, but you want me to ask God to get you well so you can continue to waste your life. And I, I mean, this is people that I've known and they rebelled against the Lord. And I would not pray for them. I'm not going to ask God to bless disobedience. I can't do it. So therefore, I do not pray for everybody except for everybody to learn the lesson. Sometimes there's lessons to be learned from what you're going through. Maybe you made some bad decisions and you spent money unwisely. And maybe you ate something you shouldn't have ate. And maybe you've had bitterness. You see, the Bible talks about merriment is medicine to the bones. You know that's in Proverbs. It's in the Bible. And so therefore, there's a lot to be said about a healthy body, mainly because of a healthy mind. A person who's learned how to trust the Lord. Because if you don't, it can damage your body physically. Now, I'm not God. I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying that there's those possibilities. So here in Romans in chapter 15, you'll notice there in um, verse 5, where it says, Now the God of patience. One of the things that afflictions do to us, problems, they um, cause us to have to have patience. Drive down the highway, have a flat tire. Don't you just love that when you're in a hurry? So what you got to have? Patience. And God has ways of teaching us patience. So it might mean then you need to ask the Lord, Lord, give me patience as I go through this. Because there may not be any shortcuts. It means that maybe all the pain pills you take doesn't always alleviate all the pain. Because I've had to go through that for three years. Pain. I mean severe pain. And I would try to put on a a face of smiling and happy and feeling good. And as soon as I get through the church service, I say, honey, I got to go home. I just got to go home. And I didn't want to come back to the church that night, but I did. And I figured there's probably some people that could come to church tonight and they won't be here. They only knew how I felt. But I thought, like, I can't go doing that because I don't want to whine. I'm telling you now because it's over. But there's things that God's word tells us I want you to see this also. Look down there in verse uh, 9. Verse 9. And that the Gentiles might, see those two words, glorify God. So whatever you're going through, whatever you need. It's so easy to say, I want you to pray for me. And what we mean is, get me out of the mess I'm in. Alleviate my pain. Well, those things can be good, but they may not be the most important prayer request that you need. It could be that, Maybe there's something that's in your mind and you've got some bitterness toward God because, you know, if God is God and he's powerful, he, he could have stopped this. And maybe God lets a lot of things happen in your life that you don't want to go through. Uh, look over at her. She's got her fist. She's already had. She's a boxer. She's just going to wrap the other arm up over there and she's going to hit somebody. I saw her when she came in the church this week. And I thought, well, there's one. She told me she was going to have it done. And she also told me that she may have to have this thing done on her neck that I had done on my neck. Now, so, Lord, 
keep it from happening to her. Well, that may not be the will of God. It may be that God wants to bring her a little bit closer to him. Maybe there's some patience that she needs that she won't learn no other way. Maybe she needs to strengthen herself in the Lord. And whatever God has for her, I'm willing to accept. Did you know that you can accept things physically better when you know you've already cleared it with the Lord and you're willing to accept whatever God has for you because I'm his child. And I know he'll never leave me and he'll never forsake me. And I can trust him that he'll do the best for me and that he will not withhold any good thing from me. Those are just some good things to remember. But also he mentioned something else here. In verse 9, when he makes the statement, For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. One of the things that you can do as a child of God, you can complain. We talked about that this morning. Or you can learn to sing. You say, you haven't heard me sing. Well, get in the shower and sing, but sing. And learn to be thankful to the Lord and praise the Lord. You see, that's also mentioned here. And I want you to see that. Look in verse 10. And again, he said, rejoice. Rejoice. Look in verse 11. Praise the Lord. All these things that we are supposed to be, to do, that honors and magnifies the Lord is more important than God meeting a paycheck. God giving me good health. Because isn't it possible for some people to have good health and a good paycheck and still never praise the Lord, never honor the Lord? And they live their whole lives and not for the Lord. But a child of God is to live his whole life for the Lord. And God says that he'll do the thing. Look there in verse 12. Last part of verse 12 where it says, And him shall the Gentiles trust. Did you know that sometimes God will allow us to be limited in things that we can do so that we have to learn to trust the Lord? I have to watch that I don't, like a lot of people do, and that's to get hurt and bitter and say, God, look what I've tried to do for you, and then look what you did to me. And then you're getting in trouble because your Heavenly Father is not going to tolerate that. That's what I was talking about this morning. And then look down in verse 13. Now the God of hope. Every one of us is to put our hope in the Lord. Our joyful anticipation. That we expect God to do whatever he wants. He can remove it or leave it there. It should not affect my attitude one iota. If God heals me, fine. If he doesn't, that's fine. This is his body. I belong to him. I want to magnify him. And if he thinks that was one way of magnifying the Lord, then anything that we go through, can't you still say... Praise the Lord. We tell the college kids, I don't care what's going on. Praise the Lord anyway. Praise the Lord anyway. Break down, praise the Lord anyway. Get sick, praise the Lord, you can get sick. <laughs> it didn't matter what it was. Always trying to encourage people to keep that in mind. And um, I uh, wanted just to mention that to you because I believe those are some healthy things to keep in mind. And that's for you to be strong in the Lord and to do right by God. Now, what I want you to do right now before we have prayer for these other items is I want you to think between you and the Lord. Pray for yourself. See, sometimes it's easy to get somebody to pray for you, but it's nothing. Pray for yourself. But I want you to pray for yourself spiritually. Pray that you will be strong like God wants you to be strong. And that in the midst of whatever it is, that you're not just a complainer, that you have legitimate concerns and you want the Lord to help you to honor him so that whatever you're going through, when you get through it, you're not going to be ashamed of what you did. Is what Paul was saying. I'm not ashamed 
because of all the things he did go through in 2 Corinthians in chapter 12. And you ought to see what he went through. God never changed any of it. God didn't stop any of the things he had to go through and what he had to suffer. He just had to, that's why he says, my grace is sufficient. He could have just took away all the problems, but God didn't do that for him. And one day he had his head chopped off. You haven't had that happen yet, have you? It hasn't happened to you yet. So you still got the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. So right now, I just want you to bow your heads. Everybody bow your head. I want you to ask God to help you to have the strength that you need to face whatever you've got to go through. And it can be very hard, very difficult. But ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to teach you patience. To wait on him. Lord, help me to wait on you. Because I know you care for me. I know you love me. And I want you to use whatever it is that I'm going through. I want you to use it for your honor and glory. I want to brag on you. Not because you answered my prayer. But because you deserve to be praised. You don't make mistakes. And just ask the Lord to give you the comfort. Sometimes that comfort will come from other individuals. Because you may share with them your burden. And you may ask people, look, I'm hurting right now and and I want you to pray for me. I've got a problem. And I don't seem to be able to handle it on my own the way I should. And maybe you don't want to say or do something that you know would be wrong. But you want God to honor you and to help you and to strengthen you spiritually. So take just a moment and ask God to do that for you. Father, we are thankful so much that we can come to you. And Lord, there's a lot of these things we don't fully understand. But according to your word, you say we can ask according to your will and you hear us. But Father, these things that we're talking about right now, they are according to your will. Not the removal of all of our afflictions because they serve a purpose in our life. And the only way we can get removed from all these afflictions is to be taken out of this world. And since we're in this world, we're not of the world. But we pray, Lord, that we would honor you and magnify you, regardless of what we have to go through. And Lord, I pray that you'd strengthen me and each one of these people that are here as they bring their request to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I have uh, one here. Some of my requests that uh, Joseph Nevis, whose request is that? Okay, and looking for a job. They need a job. You think God knows where the jobs are? And I think we can ask God to take care of that. Let's pray for that person right there. Father, there's a person here that needs a job. We pray, Lord, that you would open up the door, knowing that you said in your word, seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Ask and keep asking, and it shall be opened, and you would grant these requests. Because, Father, we know that we, we need to work. And we pray, Lord, that that person will endeavor to do all this within their power, to look diligently and to seek your will and to do those things that are honoring to you. And, Father, we pray that they would be able to find that's what they're looking for in Christ's name. Amen. The other one here is a prayer for a John Johnson. Is that right? John Johnson. Joan. 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 Okay, Joan. Sorry about that. 
uh, brain atrophy and loss of vision. So is this, this is for you? We can do that. Father, I ask your blessings upon Joan and what she's going through. And, and Father, most of all, to use all these things to bring her close to you. But Father, when that's been done and she is patient, she's looking to you and wants you to strengthen her spiritually. We ask, Father, for her request that you'd help the doctors to do all that they can. But we know they're limited. They can only do so much. But we know that you're the great physician and you can heal. So we commit her to you and to your care and do what needs to be done in her life. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Remember, whether he answers that request according to our request, the attitude of the person should not change. It should still maintain the same. Because that's because you're going to trust the Lord. And you're going to trust the Lord, aren't you, Joan? There you go. The other one here is Patricia King. And um, has a tumor, cancer in the lung, and uh, needs special prayer. I want everybody to pray for this person, shall we? Father, we thank you for Patricia. And then not too long ago, she wasn't even sure of her salvation, but she is now. And she understands it. She's put her trust in you. Even though it's later in life, and now she has a lot of difficulties. And I pray, Lord, that you would give her the strength and the grace that she needs to bear these afflictions that she's under. But, Father, maybe some can be removed because of the wisdom and the skills of doctors and medicine. But, Father, if not, she's your child. We want you to do what's best for her, but whatever it is that would bring honor and glory to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Another one here is the Dr. Bob Kendall. And this is a request from Bob Brooks, testing for possible cancer growth. I think there's uh, probably going to be several like this. But let's uh, pray for Bob Kendall, okay? Father, I do not know this person, but I know Bob. And I pray that you would help, Lord, as they go through some tests to see whether or not the person has cancer or the size of cancer. But, Lord, we commit them into your care. And, Lord, we pray that they have already trusted you as Savior. And if not, these things can bring a person with the gospel to them. But we want your will to be done. So we commit them to you in Christ's name. Amen. Another one is a Silas, who is a brother, to find a full-time job, healing for body and soul. Heidi, elementary, best friend, stage four cancer with four young children. Atheist, to come to know the Lord. Father, we ask your blessings upon this request. It's a lengthy request. But Father... When people don't know your Savior, we know that's the most important thing. And we pray that you would work in their life in such a way that they would hear the gospel, understand it, and trust you as Savior. And that, Father, you might use these illnesses to their body in order to bring them close to you. Especially through salvation in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Linda Valentine. Many health issues. How many of y'all know who Linda is? She's that little lady that sits over here. And so um, she has been sweet every time I talk to her. And I, uh, I really like her an awful lot. But let's uh, do pray for Linda. Father, we know that Linda has come to church not long ago. And same time as Larry. And, and Father, how that you've uh, 
blessed us with her presence. And now to be able to be in the church and remember and sing in the choir, and even though under difficult circumstances, she does what she can. And Father, I pray that you would watch over and to help her. But I want her to be strong, spiritually strong, and that she'll look to you and to trust you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Is it possible to trust Christ as my Savior without making Him Lord of my life? Is it true that if Christ is not Lord of all, He is not Lord at all? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book. Or write by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Jesus is coming, so keep looking up. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound, and we will be changed, caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.